Today's episode of the Ringer Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. Other sites have gone back to the same old tactic of showing you a lower price and then charging huge fees at checkout. But at SeatGeek, the price you see is always the price you pay. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You know exactly how much you're paying, where you're sitting, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old site and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Welcome once again to the Ringer Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my name is David Shoemaker. I swear the wrestling podcast will have a different name in the not-too-distant future. Um, I am joined here today with uh, with the, the world-famous actor, friend of the Ringer, Steve Kazee. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm really good. You might recognize Steve from sitting very, very close to the ring at, uh, at many important <laughs> events. Um, when they're, when I come by to say hi and the security escorts me away, like that's the, the um, <laughs> Steve is the very attractive man in the background of the picture. Um, anyway, this has been, uh, we just recorded the first episode last week and, and, uh, and still no title huh? for the show. Still no new title. Listen, for man, the show. we're very busy trying to launch a website right now. <laughs> I got one for you. Okay. Smartest guy in the room. Oh, wow. I really like that. We're they're they're pushing really hard for like one word titles right now, but right, I like. Right. But actually, I think that's really great. Listen, man, you can have full credit. I give it to you. <laughs> that's good. A lot of people have been pushing for King of the Ringer, and, <laughs> oh, I, and, actually, and we and, and asking if we, and like that's absolutely been on. It was like it was like the last entry on my list of of names that I came up with, <laughs> and just thinking it would just like. You know, it would kind of like get the get the bad taste of some of the other ones out of people's mouths, but no one was going to pick King of the Ringer, right? And like everybody, everybody here at the Ringer is like, "Oh yeah, that's now great." It's just sticking no, a little, little bit. bit. All right. Okay. So, but but uh, yeah. So we'll see what people have to say about that. I have some much better ideas, and we'll see if it works. Um, anyway. This is we did our first episode last week, and I'm so grateful that you. I mean, that you're here for the second episode. But this is our, this is our new official day. We're on Tuesdays every oh, week now. All right. And. Uh, and and hopefully we'll be able to we'll be able to have some fun every Tuesday. Uh, we got a lot to talk about though. Yeah, a lot, a lot has happened on. since Thursday. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Extreme Rules. Uh, we're going to talk about Raw. Right off the top though, I want to touch on uh, this. This feels like real news. It was Cody Rhodes um, last week asked for his release from WWE and got it. Um, you know, there've been a lot. There've been a lot of wrestlers who ask who who have who have been. Well, there've been a lot of wrestlers who've been released of late, and this is this is the time of yeah, year. That one day was like what seven people. Yeah, mm-hmm. every year they you know they just got they tighten the belt at the same time, which seems really it just seems sad. But I mean, every time it happens. But you know, there were rumors that Wade Barrett was just sort of like ready to go, looking yeah. for the next phase of his life or his career or whatever. Cody Rhodes though is just sort of like the re, like the the. Uh, I mean, it was. It's. It seemed like really uncomfortable. You know, it wasn't. Ju- it did look like he was trying to move on, but like he was just fed up. Yeah, there's clearly something going on behind the scenes there, right? Because you read that whole statement, and when he sort of lays out the writers' room and says like these ten guys are amazing, but these two guys at the top, uh, and then <laughs> to go so far as to say the one guy's like you know trying to get with every developmental diva that they had, it was just well, <laughs> it's kind of brutal, you know. But I I thought his statement was pretty pretty impassioned. I thought he was respectful. I didn't 
think he really sort of burned the WWE in any way. I mean, but I think he was frustrated. Yeah. You can hear it. He's like, I'm not, I don't want to do this face paint thing anymore. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a great wrestler and I'm, I'm sort of like mid-level jobber at this point. Yeah. That part of it. I mean, that's the weird, that's the roughest part. It'd be one thing if he was just like headlining as Stardust yeah. or whatever. But yeah, the statement was, was really strange. I mean, not strange. It was really like pointed. It yeah. was, it was surprising at how pointed it got at those times. Yeah. Say, yeah, you said that the, the two head writers, one was trying to, trying to be Brian Gewertz, who I'm sure most people, he wasn't like a big public figure, but was like the head writer of WWE for like a decade. Yeah. Um, and is a, and is a really nice guy. I mean, he was, he's now running the rocks production studio, I think. So yeah. like, you know, there's, there's a future for you wrestling fans out there. Just, <laughs> you just got to commit yourself. But, um, but yeah. And then, and yeah, the other guy, I mean, wow, I mean, that's, that was, that was pretty crazy. Pretty I will brutal. say, I will say, uh. One big, big props to Cody for for opening or for like, you know, tagging the statement by saying no podcasts or tell all nonsense, which is right. which is really you know, he's very, very old school of him. Um, and just on a personal note, like this means absolutely nothing. But I love Cody the wrestler. But he co- but the first time I did, I think the first time I did media at WrestleMania, I interviewed him. I think when, back when I was doing the, the podcast with Rosenberg, we, we interviewed him and saw him at some other function like wwe function that i wasn't really supposed to be at like three days later yeah and he's like the, he was the only person in the room who like fully recognized me and acknowledged me i, I always got that vibe from him that he was a very sort of genuine like you said he's old school you know he he I mean, when you come from that lineage when yeah. you come from somebody like dusty Rhodes, who has such a, a love for the sport and for the craft and for all of it he, he he has that inside of him and his brother does as well like his brother is one of the, also one of the nicer guys that i've, I've sort of seen around there but but, you know, it, it's he. I feel like he's going to go somewhere else. He's going to land at another promotion, and he's going to do well. He's a good wrestler, yeah. I and mean, he's got that thing. But they just never figured out. It's, again, it's WWE, right? He's not seven foot tall. He's not a big giant beast of a man, and he's like the Dolph Ziggler's of the world. Like, where do you? What do you, is Dolph Ziggler ever going to hold the championship belt? Yeah, it's, like it's probably again, just never yeah, going no. to happen. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, the sad <laughs> thing is that I remember in the early days. I mean, when Cody was, I don't remember if it was when he was, when he was with Orton or what, if what, if it was legacy or whenever it was, but I remember one of the WWE writers telling me that Cody was just Vince McMahon's platonic ideal of a wrestler, that he had the look, he was like, he had, he had come out here and like studied acting for a while, which was like, you know, at that point at least was a big Vince thing. Uh, And he had the family, he had the legacy, like he had all the, he had all the pieces and and he put them together as well as anybody has. He was just he was really really great. He sold Stardust like he sold yeah. Stardust for a very long time. That's a Herculean task. Yeah, no, it's totally true. I remember when it debuted, I was like, "This is great." We've had so many iterations of Cody Rhodes, right? And he's been very bold to like switch the character up and stuff. But I remember when when Stardust happened, I was like, "Oh, this is like." It made me suddenly see the future of of Cody Rhodes, which was. Oh, he could be like Mick Foley. He can yeah. have, he has all these characters he can fall back on. He can do, and because and because it because he was sort of just the 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 pretty boy. Even when he had the mustache, when he had the mask, it was all variations on that. Right. And I just thought that man, there's like, like there's just so much you could have done with there's him. So there was a lot more to be done with Cody Rhodes. It's it's. I mean, I'm with you. I, you know, you try not to get too invested in, in people when they come and go in the company because it's just sort of the way it is. I mean, I could count, you know, for days on on the wrestlers who I've loved who have sort of just disappeared. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I go down that Wikipedia hole of like, what's this guy doing now? <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he he's a different for some reason. It feels different. 
it's sort of uh, it feels like a tragedy. It know? does. It does. And that, I mean, just two quick things. We got We got to change the subject. But one, um, you know, Dave Meltzer said that he got the impression it was Vince and Triple H, but more Vince who just were resistant to the change. It wasn't specifically the writing staff, but it does kind of seem like a bigger problem in that, like, you know, there's a very limited number for, for a company that has what, however many, you know, seven hours of television, network television every week and then a 24 hour over the top you know, video channel, they have a very, like, very narrow, uh, very narrow, but with a breadth of, like, storytelling, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's only just, it's just enough to fill up the pay-per-view card next month. We're not trying to do side storylines or anything like that. I mean, I guess Superstars does have some weird continuing yeah. storylines, but, like, you know, it's, there should be room for Cody Rhodes to to be doing something important that's not even something. if even if he's not doesn't make it onto the pay per view. Something you, know? you have to have an awareness that Stardust is no longer working and figure out how to repackage this guy. And like you said, it, he it seemed like it was ripe for the taking because he, he you have that sort of crazy like like you said like Cactus Jack McFoley like yeah. Mankind. You could have gone so many different. They were playing with that idea of like the Cody 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 calls, but it just seems like a lost opportunity to me. Yeah, it's really tough, and it would be nice. I mean. The, yeah, I watched a bunch of old ECW stuff last week in preparation for Extreme Rules, and uh, you know, I was sort of wistful for that point in time when WWE was just like sharing talent with ECW. Right. You know, it's like we can't quite make this guy work; just take him for a yeah, while. Right. And I guess they can do that with NXT now, which makes it weird. The strange thing about NXT though is it feels like it's like going down to the minor leagues, yeah. whereas it didn't feel that way with the ECW stuff. It just felt like a, a separate promotion, and it, it, it at times, I mean, it never really felt on an equal level to WWE, but it did feel like it didn't lose prestige. Yeah. And not saying that NXT does lose prestige, but if you're in NXT and then you go to WWE and then you go back to NXT, it oh, sure. feels like a step back. Because you know what me. it is. I mean, at some point, they're just going to have to send a couple of Cody Rhodes types down there and just say, and then let them come back up and get pushes yeah. just to stat, just to get that taste sort of out of the mouth. You know, like yeah. it's, but, but because it's, it's not hard to imagine a situation because you go to the NXT shows, it's there. The fans are more into that than anything, w, anything WWE puts oh, for on. Sure. So there's, there's, there should be a way to figure this out or, you know, just maybe, maybe this is all work, you know, maybe, the, <laughs> Can you imagine? maybe he's just going to go work in Japan <laughs> oh, and he's still getting amazing. paid. Um, I would love it. Even his wife was, was, you know, mm-hmm. we're still calling, we're still doing the ring entrances on Sunday, which, you know, not that she would have been fired because he asked for her release, but there, but they were, it seemed like, Maybe maybe it was all in my head. It seemed like they were they were putting the camera on her a little bit more closely than usual. Yeah, we'll Just, see. Um, anyway, enough about that. Um, let's talk about Raw before we get to Extreme Rules. I think that um, there were a lot of interesting things that happened on Raw. Uh, the the most notable, I guess, is Seth Rollins and his enormous arms making their first <laughs> full promo and then managing to grab the crowd and 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 by its throat and turn himself back heel from babyface which is amazing there's not i mean it's impossible to make a return as a heel i think that's space that's unless you're unless you're especially vader or yokozuna or somebody (laughs) if you're a really good heel you're exactly right it's hard to make a return as a heel because people missed you so much the only time i can i can remember somebody pulling something like this off was when jericho came back and didn't talk because and that was just like the sort of like postmodern way to do this because because he knew that no matter what he said he would get cheered yeah he was gonna pop with the crowd easy but Rollins actually just cut a promo and it worked yeah well I mean it shows you also too when he came out and cut that promo last night I was sitting there watching and I just had this realization that like 
we've really missed this guy being around. Uh, yeah. Like, as, as I'm not a Roman Reigns hater. I'm not in that crew of people. But it's the the differences are glaring. Uh, the only sort of I think the only person who's filled the gap a bit would be Kevin Owens. I mean, his sure. his sort of level of heel is like so old school. I mean, the fact that he will call uh you know people on twitter he will just basically go full heel all day long on twitter and never really break that facade yeah uh it's uh, he's one of my it's, my emerging favorites in some ways though, oh yeah in some ways like it was it was good that rollins went out just because the the rest of the of the roster sort of r- rose up a little bit what do you think absence. we would have gotten this nxt push were it not for cena orton rollins all these guys being out because otherwise you know you're top heavy and I don't know. You have spots for people like Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens. And yeah, Sammy I mean, Zane. you can, and, and it's very. Just, I mean, AJ Styles has been one of the top two or three most over guys in the company since he debuted. But yeah. you can imagine a world where, despite all those cheers, the people making decisions were like, "Yeah, well, we already got enough guys in the main." Oh, event, we could have know? been even if they would have called him up. You could have been looking at like you know Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles matches for sure for a while or just jericho styles for like a year <laughs> that's how no. it's just let it go no, please, let it keep no. going no. um but yeah it felt really right to have it to have rollins back in the main event and like you know there are a lot of ways they could have done it but they just decided to go straight in to like that you're the new number one contender you're fighting it. at the next pay-per-view i mean it makes a certain sort of sense and they told a really really good story with, with we'll, and we'll touch on this when we get to the to the pay-per-view but they've they told a good story from start to finish with aj and, and roman reigns i agree and, and i feel like Ra- and rollins we, with rollins we have the opportunity for another like actually well-told story yeah i agree well you i mean look we have yet to resolve a lot of the shield things like they're still floating around oh out yeah there. I mean, I don't think we've ever had a moment where, you know, it's like, I get you now. I mean, even WrestleMania, like, you know, Rollins came out. He took yep. the belt at that match. We never really got that resolution. So that's going to be all on the table. But it's going to be interesting to me to see, you know, you have a crowd who hates Roman Reigns. I mean, it's starting to shift. I do kind of, you're starting to hear a lot of cheers in there. and uh, But when you get Seth Rollins in there... I don't know who's going to get booed. I don't know who's going to be the bad guy. And it might be looking at an Austin thing where, you know, you, you can try to make somebody heal as much as you want. You're going to make an anti-hero. And yeah. he's just going to be the guy that gets cheered for being the bad guy. Well, I mean, kudos to WWE for, I mean, they're, they're not deaf, right? So, like, they know, yeah. they, they can understand that this is going on. And they just let the AJ Roman Reigns match happen. Yeah. I mean... Certainly, they like tried to push the AJ heel thing a little bit in that in that last week just to see if it took. Yeah, but I mean, in the, honestly, like that the the Extreme Rules main event was the closest thing to a heel versus heel main event that we the WWE has ever had. No, I'm sure there have been other ones, but like that's, I mean, it was they just let the they let the crowd kind of pick their sides, yeah. you know, and that's. Um, I feel like that's the direction like that has to go. You can't fight it. I, I've said this a thousand times. Like if they're gonna boo Roman Reigns, then you just got to go out there and make them boo you harder. Yeah. You cannot try to oversell somebody. It's never gonna work. It will never work. Yeah. No. I think. I mean. I think that there's there's a lot of a lot of truth to that. Uh, the other thing. I mean, there were there were a couple of big things that that you know bear some little mention. Charlotte kicked her dad to the curb on Monday night. So sad, right? Yeah, Ric Flair crying in the ring like that. I sort of felt like there was some some truth in that. I think Ric Flair was sad that he doesn't get to be on TV <laughs> anymore. I, I think saying. that's. The, I think he's just he's he's got a he's got a uh, 
he's got to go spend more time in, in like Charlotte, North Carolina. So she's that's, really good, man. <laughs> Tate's really upset because um, she is. She is really good. Like she's gonna be. I mean, she always was. It was and, a weird promo. It got it got a lot of mixed reactions, but I, on on Twitter and stuff. And I think most of the mixed reactions were just because it was like. It actually had more personality. Personality might not be the right word, but it was sort of more, more, had more character, more specificity to her as a person than a lot of the things we've seen the women do. Yeah, that means that she. It didn't seem like this was a really overproduced promo. It just sort of felt like she was really sort of reacting to the crowd and reacting to the moment. And and uh, I mean, she was acting. She was. I think she's capital getting, A acting, but like you know, she's getting better. She's getting like you know, in the, in the beginning, like when people like The Rock were you know, Rocky Maivia and all that. You know, you sort of see if you go back and I mean, I love the network, dude. Let yeah. me just go ahead and say <laughs> I spend so much time watching old pay-per-views. Like, oh, it's, yeah. I just love it. But you see the old guys, you know, the, who are now huge stars and you, you watch them learn. You watch them get better and better and better. I think she's getting better and better and better. She's like hearing the crowd, responding to the crowd. I think she's going to end up we're going to look back in you know 10 years and I think she'll still be around and still just be like one of the top. In the biz. she's just really good yeah so she's she and she's she's got all the tools well her her time in nxt was basically a matter of her just like putting them together yeah. there was just sort of like one moment where you're like oh wait like she went from being somebody's daughter to being like the best wrestler in nxt you know in of men or men yeah, or woman you know and then and it, and that and then the character stuff's gonna take longer it always does yeah but um, she's figuring it out though she is uh, Enzo is back. Oh, so the happy. Simmons household is very excited <laughs> about this. <laughs> my, my household as well. I I love those guys, man. Yeah, I have always loved those guys. I just think that they are like it's so beautiful and weird and out there. And those uh, guys are just uh, they're I love them. Yeah, Enzo celebrated his return by going. It, it's like he went like full Enzo. It wasn't yeah. just that like the like the flat top and like a like a t- like a torn t shirt. He was wearing no. the coat. <laughs> He had his hair long amazing. in the back. It, this was like Enzo. This is like Beyonce's Super Bowl performance yeah. level Enzo. Like, no, it was he like was lemonade. Just, this yeah, was Enzo's exactly. lemonade for sure. He he was really all it. And he it got was, so excited. He like dropped the mic in the beginning. Couldn't catch the mic. Had to jump off the stage and go down and get the mic and yeah. come back on. I mean, he was like he was he wired was, for sound. He was amped up, man. I love that guy. I said this on the show. I think last week, but like one of the true, like he's one. He's he, I met him one time, like a couple years ago at WrestleMania. I guess a year ago at WrestleMania, and he was just like the biggest wrestling mark you've ever met in yeah. your life. He just like he was like eating a sandwich, and someone introduced me, and he like made me sit down, and we started talking about like old school wrestling and talking about like like him and his like the handful of guys in NXT that have basically like a group chat nonstop about old <laughs> wrestling matches on YouTube and on the network. And I was just like, that's the he's not the guy that you would immediately assume was that guy, but yeah. you can tell by the way it comes through when he performs because he's just so passionate. He loves it, and and it's not just trying to get himself over. This isn't. A basketball player in 1985 who blew out his knee and decided to be a wrestler. Like no, this guy, this is, guy bleeds it. Like yeah. he he's watched it his whole life, has wanted to do it his whole life, and you can tell. Like there's nothing more important to him than being a wrestler. It's so good to see him back. Yeah, but the, the big high point for me of Monday night was first round of the Money in the Bank qualifiers, or That's I guess right. the, the first batch of Money in the Bank qualifiers. It's crazy how good. Maybe this is like a rising tide lifts all boats thing. It's crazy how much fun an episode of Raw can be when there's real stakes. You know, yeah. like where it, like all the matches were really heading, like are there for a reason. You're yeah. earning a thing, um, and obviously you can't do it every week. But um, you know, I really like 
it was it was cool to see. I'm gonna run through these matches. Sammy Sammy Zayn over Sheamus, Cesaro over The Miz, Jericho over Apollo Cruz. Although um, Sheamus beat up Apollo Cruz before the match, so they gave so Cruz got a little bit of the the storyline pass. Ambrose beat Ziggler. And Owens beat AJ Styles. Now let's set aside for a moment the fact that AJ Styles has lost twice in two nights. I don't think that's. I don't think it's going to be a, a huge detriment to his to his career long term. I think he's going to be all right. But the crazy thing is, you look at this and like, I mean, you can say what you want about Apollo Cruz, you can say what you want about AJ Styles, but the right guy won every one of these matches. I think. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Look, I am a little over Jericho at this point. I just, sure. I, I'm sort of like ready for Fozzie to go back out on tour for like another six months. Yeah. and then let him come back. Totally but, legit. But you're not going to put Apollo Crews over, right? You're not going to... Jericho's going to win that match every time. But I agree with you. Like, it's, uh, it, it seems to me they're going to be setting it up the right way. And I, I'm not a big Money in the Bank fan either. Like, I feel like it's gotten a little stale. The Rollins year was good, but before that, it just has felt like a little stale. It's felt yeah. like stale after Rollins. Um, I feel like we need another thing there to sort of, like, have the, the contender determined. I tell you what we need is... We need somebody like, and maybe Kevin Owens is the guy who has the storyline balls to like win it and then say, I'm not carrying around the stupid briefcase. Right. You know, it should be like the King of the Ring, where like certain dudes can carry the briefcase, like like they would. Certain dudes would go full crown in King of the Ring, only if it suits the character, if it suits the storyline. But the but like the briefcase is just so silly. Yeah. And I mean, I guess at this point they sell so many plastic briefcases that they can't stop doing it. I think but. that's the thing, right? Once you get yourself locked into merchandise, like you kind of got to keep pushing the merchandise. Yeah, it's that's that's tough. I mean, and there's feed not. The beast. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, at the uh, at at the at WrestleMania this year, they had like on the on like the to get into the Cowboys Stadium. Oh, yeah. It specifically said no no money no in the money bank, in the bank briefcases, briefcases, which was just the funniest thing in the world because it's like like everybody if you go to the superstore that like the day before or that earlier that there's day like a wall full of them yeah oh and they've already sold five million like yeah. <laughs> there's not like they're they're all stacked up in the middle like flat screen tvs on black friday and people are just like diving at them and so, and and yet you can't bring them to like the one event you can bring like a 400 pound gold championship belt yeah but i guess that's a belt there's nothing yeah. you can really do i think they're they're going on the fact that you paid so much money for those replica belts you're never going to throw them into the ring whereas those money in the bank suitcases they were sort of flying in the yeah. rain there for and a you can't while. Sne- yeah you couldn't sneak something elicited in inside yeah. of a inside of a belt yeah um and listen man i mean there's the money in the bank briefcases aren't cheap but the belts cost like four or five hundred dollars or something like are... like the, you need you can and you can only basically wear them to wrestling do you, shows do you own a belt i don't i don't i i, I would I always get one. want one i'm not gonna lie i've really i've come close a couple of times to buying the million dollar belt that would oh. be that would be the one i would go for that's a good one just because it's amazing and hilarious yeah i like those old school retro intercontinental belts like, oh yeah yeah those are always i'm always like uh maybe i'll get one of those but yeah, maybe yeah it's someday i mean you got to be really you i mean i know you're like a famous hollywood actor but like you have to <laughs> at some point you have to have like a house that's big enough to have like a wrestling a room, wrestling room yeah. and then that's okay yeah uh, otherwise, like you I know, certainly couldn't like take it to a pay per view. I I can only I got to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, you got to find some other. I'll use wear a t shirt. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> I can't really pull the belt off. Wait, what's your favorite? What what is your what is, what is your favorite old t shirt that you wear that you like you wear on the house or wear to shows? Do you have like a do you have a one that comes to mind? I had a great one for a while. Uh, it's sort of I wore it out, but it was Seth Rollins as Millhouse from The Simpsons, yeah. and it said everything is coming up. Rollins and he was like holding the money in the bank suitcase 
Uh, that was a good one. I had that one for a while. Um, I, I wear my Bullet Club shirt quite a bit. Good. Uh, that's a that's a great shirt. It's like there's a couple of shirts that are just like classic. I it mean, really that's that was an instant classic. The Austin three sixteen will always be a classic. Yeah. Uh, you know the the. Like, uh, the the Bullet Club one comes to mind. Kevin Owens, his merch is really good. I yeah, find. I really, I, his his he came that that merch started strong and it's and it stayed pretty good. The yeah, I have an Austin three sixteen shirt. Um, it's a little bit you know it's it's a little bit that old school like starchy tight neck t shirt. Yeah. So like I pull it out for events, but I'm not we, wearing we gotta, that around we the neighborhood. We're gonna talk to the WWE about t shirt quality. I've got to be honest. It's like it's like sandpaper. Sometimes those, those, those some of them are better are than like others, sandpaper. but you're right. I've, yeah. I have a couple of friends that say they just can't do it anymore. I yeah. mean, and I and I I'll buy stuff. I don't, it doesn't even matter. I'll wear it like once or twice, and then yeah, I'm and sort it, of the same. Yeah, way. He, I've got a bag full of wrestling t-shirts. Yeah, just like a bag full. I was I was watching the pay per view, and I saw what I saw somebody in the crowd wearing something, and I don't even remember what it was. But uh, yeah, I was just in a room with a few, with like a handful of buddies, and I was just like, "Well, it's uh, it's that official time. I'm three beers in and going on WWEshop.com." <laughs> oh, uh, uh, speaking of, I, I just bought uh, the Shinsuke Nakamura, um, the oh, artist, yeah. the artist one, where yeah. it's like the the painting one. Oh, it's such a good Rob shirt. Schamberger, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got a few shirt. shirts that look really good. That um, Becky Lynch one was really good too. I thought with all the cogs for her hair, sure, the steampunky cogs. Um, uh, yeah. So okay. So we're so we're up to date. We're up to date on the clothing. Yeah. That's, that's really good. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, there's there's. I don't know. I could wear. I, I could buy a wrestling shirt every day. I actually I had. Um, we didn't touch on this at the beginning of the show, but but one of my buddies sent me the first Adam Rose t-shirt after I had just been singing his praises for like a month, right when he had like, when he was in NXT and right when he got the call up, yeah. I was on the podcast unnecessarily praising, over over praising Adam Rose all the time because <laughs> I really liked his theme song and his entrance. And one of my buddies like ironically just ordered the shirt and sent it to me. It's like, it was like seafoam greens and nothing I was oh. ever going to wear. Um, and he got released this week. I mean, yeah. he like got some like domestic yeah, some, violence some stuff. So stuff like that's on, on him. But, Adam Rose. Um, but just to wrap up about Raw, we got, I mean, it's crazy to think that we live in a moment where Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and, uh, and Kevin Owens are like our money in the bank leaders in the clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, who's, I mean I was Dean Ambrose, last, I guess. Eh, I don't know what's going on with Ambrose, but I, I was thinking about it last night. Like, I don't know who, I don't know who's going to carry that briefcase. I mean, it's a... There's arguments to be made for each guy, but I sort of feel like it's going to be maybe like Cesaro, like somebody's yeah. been there for a little while longer. I can't, I, I don't see like, I think Owens, Zane are going to have their own work for yeah, a while. Yeah, I think that's so smart. We'll see. I think that, I think, and I'll talk about more of this, this more in coming weeks, but if you want to make, I mean, so if you want to make some really broad general, like comical generalizations, the the briefcase would match Cesaro's new suit. Oh, so well. Like that would, it would be a good look. How, how are they not in trouble with James Bond people, by the way? Can we just ask that question? Like well, that James is... Bond didn't tear his clothes. They should be, they're more in trouble with, <laughs> but the, that opening, with the Chippendales people. The, the, the opening oh, with yeah. the, like the gun barrel thing. That's pretty spot on. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, listen, if they don't get in trouble for like all of those NXT theme songs that sound exactly like radio hits from like 2004, <laughs> then I can't imagine that anyone's going to get that mad. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Sammy. I agree with Sami Zayn. I agree about Kevin Owens. Although I could see Kevin Owens winning. Dean Ambrose, you know, I've joked before, is like become the prop comic of WWE. I so know, like he man. he could he could carry a briefcase. I he don't, could he could. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I think the greatest troll move would just to put Jericho over. I totally agree with you. That oh. we've like, but just the the only the only way you can make Jericho legit is to actually give him is to 
project somehow that we're that we're, we should take him seriously. Right. And knowing that he has the briefcase might be the only way to make him like. I guess. I mean, he was great with AJ, and he's been fine with Dean, but you know. He's he's lost all of that mojo that he had to make other guys better. He can't do it anymore because no one no one expects him. He can't do it as well anymore. He can't do it as well anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's still you know look. He's still one of the greats, the sure. greatest for sure. Uh, but I'm with you. He can't do it anymore. I thought his match with AJ at WrestleMania was just really flat. It just felt flat to me. Yeah. Uh, the whole the whole thing just felt flat. It's a tough spot. I mean, it was at a weird place in the card, and it's just. You know, they'd already wrestled like what four times? I feel like three times before yeah. that. It just it didn't have the payoff for me, and I sort of felt the same way with the Ambrose. Uh, you know, taking away the highlight reel, and all. I just I, I don't know. I love Dean Ambrose so much, man. I yeah. just don't know what they're doing with him. Yeah. I really don't understand. I agree. I mean, it's tough when. Well, I mean, specifically to AJ and Jericho, you know, there years ago when when Jericho and Punk fought at WrestleMania, I remember writing a piece saying like, "This is going to be like the savage, the savage steamboat." You know, like right. the main, like Cena and The Rock are doing their thing, but like these two are the that was was that the main event that must have been, but like these two guys are going to have the best match. But now, like the best wrestling match at WrestleMania is sort of a terrible place to be because the expectations are high and they're never going to get the chance to do it. Never, like it would have to be, <laughs> like it would have it would have to be. You know, it would still end up being John Cena versus somebody who was really great in the best wrestling match at WrestleMania in like a 60 minute something. But like it would have to be something extreme for them to actually make the time and give them the, the spot on the card to make it worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree about Ambrose. It's just it's just like you shrug your shoulders like they he I, I mean, said it a million times. He works really well in the main event, but like they haven't figured out the the. Pay the tempo for him when he's not there. No, and you know you had like even going back as far as like his Wyatt family stuff, and it just it seems like after the Shield collapsed, he he got on that like up 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 up, and then just would go away for a while, and then it's up 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 up, and then go away for a while, and they just can't ever figure out how to get him over that last thing. Which maybe with Rollins coming back, you know you might have an interesting scenario making him Money in the Bank because then you've got you know those three guys yeah. up at the top again, and it might give him some place to be. Well. I mean, there's you know, I've uh, there's been long-standing rumors that 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 the WWE, the Brain Trust, is thinks that three-way is like it's a WrestleMania-only match. So they're kind of they, they they've been staying. I think they were going to do it this year, except yeah. Rollins got hurt. Um, but it's it, they it's they think it's such a big money maker. I'm with you on it. I mean, that's what I want to see. I'll wait. I'll wait for another year to see that at yeah. WrestleMania. I mean, but I, I mean, it also, I mean, SummerSlam they got to make. I mean, SummerSlam is basically WrestleMania Junior now. So why not, at some point you just got to do it? Yeah. It was like what I said. You know, we just we just said farewell to Ric Flair. Um, but when he first teamed up with Charlotte, there were people saying, you know, it's too soon. Let, let this can be save this for down the road. And my argument, especially for wrestling, but for all kinds of writing, is just like throw everything at the wall and you yeah. ha- and you'll make yourself figure out something better in a month. Yeah, because well, you, you, you you don't know what's down the road, especially in well, this business. There you go. I mean, that, I mean, how many how many how many you know Rollins fantasy matches have we that do we think were inevitable in the next couple of months and we still haven't seen them? Yeah, because exactly. he got hurt. Yeah, totally true. And well, let's let, not forget Balor's going to be here very soon, so that's going to throw a wrench into everything. Yeah, you think so? Oh, for sure. Well, wait, we I, we got to go down the Balor rabbit hole. What is your what is your, what's your Finn Balor Dude, take? Oh, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred million percent all in. He's I've never seen anybody. Well, Nakamura, Nakamura got the same sort of like crazy pop, wild like people as Finn Balor gets. Yeah, I just think he's. I, I feel like he's good looking. He's needs some promo work. 
but he's a good-looking dude. He's got a great body look. He's got some awesome moves. I think he's going to I think he'll go over big. I don't think it's going to be I think people are like dying for him to get up. Now, having said that, if they try to like recycle this club stuff, I don't know that that's going to be the best way to handle Finn Balor. But I'm pulling for Finn Balor. In AJ losing on Monday and I'm not talking about Kevin Owens winning. I just mean putting as AJ not just going right into the money in the bank, and he could end up there. Who knows? Yeah. But leads you, leads me to believe that they're going to find a way to drag that this is going to be the Balor angle that he's going to come up at while with AJ Styles. I and, started or, to feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. Work work with him. You know? Did you see? Uh, I don't know if I mean I'm like again I'm going to show my nerdiness here, but Finn Balor tweeted this <laughs> morning I think uh, a picture from a still from Raw last night where Anderson and Gallows are standing there and AJ's on the other side and they're sort of like looking at each other and he photoshopped himself doing like the thin stand that he does in all of his Instagrams <laughs> in between them. And it's got like, I think like 6,000 retweets or favorites or whatever. Oh I mean, people are like, you know, people are crazy for it. So. I'd be interested to see it just because like it, it's one, I mean, I'd be interested to are see Are you not a Balor guy? No, I am. I'm a huge Balor guy. Okay. I mean, I said a couple years ago that he was the most, he's the real, he's deal. the most sure thing they've had since John Cena. Like, the, like it's without a doubt. Um, but he, but, but unlike John Cena, like, you know, John Cena is, is evidence that that talking is more important than in-ring stuff, right? I mean, and you can certainly go the other way, but you're not going to get to you're not going to get to that John Cena level without being a talker. The great thing that he has that Cena never had, though, is he has that whole like entrance. He has the he's, paint. Yep. He's got the demon, and then he's got the other like personality, the sexy leather jacket guy. Which you know, I yeah. always love. I always love the difference, like when you when you decide to be the sexy leather jacket guy or the demon guy, yeah. or you know, the Jack the Ripper guy from NXT Dallas. Yeah. He's uh, a <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got he's got everything, and I guess you're right. The charisma broadly defined is not like he has plenty of it. You know, I mean. Look, like, Roman Reigns can get over yeah. with a, a handful of people. I think Finn Balor's going to well, be just Yeah, fun. we'll talk about Roman Reigns in a sec. Roman Reigns got over, you know, with the help of the entire WWE machine, and <laughs> we can only hope. I mean, the like, WWE just needs to not... Oh, I can cuss on this podcast. WWE needs to not fuck up Finn Balor. I was going to ask if we could swear. We, you can cuss. Yeah, but the, yeah, uh, don't fuck it up. That's that's it. But like, and they, but they also need to get behind him. I mean, they can't they can't just put him out there and see what and see if it works. That said, one of the most intriguing things about if he comes up in this in this you know Bullet Club whatever storyline is that this is a story that will rest. 100% on fans like outside of like extra WWE knowledge, right? Yeah. It doesn't, this isn't existing in the W. It's like, it's like Owens versus Zayn, except both of them have like WWE approved names and they worked it through NXT and all yeah. this kind of stuff. This is going to be such a weird, like just a, just a, an alien storyline. But it could also work for that reason. It could work. I mean, we're all sitting here going like, please don't give us the club. Like, let's don't do this. Let's find something new for all these. I mean, these outfits that they've got those two guys in, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Brother, what those those white dusters have got to go. My buddy Dan Saint Germain was on last week and called him like Power Rangers outfits. I mean, it oh, was that's just a like perfect description. It, it was, makes no sense. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. It's very strange. Yeah. It seems like, but I think like let's not like I'm I'm the the dusters are, are the least of my concerns. If right. that's what if the dusters are what if the white shiny dusters are what it takes for Vince or whoever it is backstage to just allow these guys to right. go out and be themselves, <laughs> then that's fine. I'm with you. Okay. I'll, you know? I'll, I'll ride along on that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like if, if uh, you know, he comes up and, and it, oh, what I was saying is if the, it, we, we have a knowledge, right? Cause we follow new Japan. We sort sure. of like know what's going on, but the average fan doesn't. And so this is all new to them. So we all might be a little bored, but they might, I mean, they might, they might be onto something. It worked 
It worked clearly. We have the merch to prove that it worked, you know, as the Bullet Club. Uh, Dude, I went to a Ring of Honor show in New York, you know, uh, whenever it was when they were doing the New Japan crossovers. And I got there on time. And I'll I'll say for the record, I roll in late to Ring of Honor shows, you know, like you have to go to the Hammerstein Ballroom and like it's a it's a Saturday night. You know, it just seems it's like it's like a stop off. It's like going to your friend's house party for a couple hours. Hey, we're going to hit this place. But I hit that place on time because I wanted a Bullet Club shirt and they had been they were sold out for like 10 minutes after they opened the doors. Like I missed it by an hour. It was incredible. (laughs) Um I, but I was just like, you know, I was like, ha- like half joking, half serious, talking to people I know that work for Ring of Honor to see if I could like if I if Carl Anderson would give me his Bullet Club T-shirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great like you said, it's a great shirt, but it's a uh, but, you know, they they found, you know, if WWE can harness any of that without weird without saying Bullet Club, which is a very weird thing. It's very strange. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be intriguing. We haven't had a great faction in a while. I feel like like a faction. Remember yeah. like DX? It was like how many guys were in DX at one point? There was like seven people in that. Well, you know when they yeah. when they briefly got like uh, Jim Neidhart and Los Bariquas were like inducted for like five <laughs> That's minutes. Right. I guess the the numbers really swelled at that point. Right. But the um, but yeah, it, it, we could. Everybody loves factions. I love factions. WWE seems strangely averse, despite the League of Nations. Well, oh. they didn't do that. They could have done Oof. a lot more. And the New Day really works, you know, but like it's it, it's not it's I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be there's something there's some motto backstage. How that bad I don't was know that what New Day is. gimmick in the beginning? How what? How bad was the New Day gimmick when it first oh, it was started? terrible. The worst thing I've ever seen. I was giving it the benefit of the doubt because I thought, oh, obviously they're turning them heel in one week, you know, like immediately after they debut. I never but, I I was like, this will never make it. I still when I see those guys now, I'm so happy because those three guys like those guys. I couldn't be happier for three dudes to like be really over right yeah. now, but with that thing, man, it's it's like become a beast. I mean, it's, I'd argue they're one of the most popular outfits in the the, the oh, pro, like a hundred percent. Yeah, like if you like, but I mean, the only the only thing I'm worried about now is just overexposing them. That they're just going yeah. out and doing birthday cake gimmicks every single night. Yeah, and the thing is, it pops the crowd. It sells merchandise. Like, who am I to say? Yeah. I, I I would. Uh, you know, I could go, I could go, I could stand for that to be every other raw instead of every raw or yeah, something like that. Well, I think you're going to get a lot of good tag teams soon. So I think it'll, it'll level out a little bit. Yeah. All right. Let's move to Sunday extreme rules. We've been dancing around it all night. Um, let's just start right at the, at, at, at the main event. Roman Reigns and AJ Styles had what has got to be like, is it match of the year so far? Like it was a, it was such a good match. I was blown away, man. I have to say, I did not expect it to be as good as it was, but by the end when they were just like decimating each other every yeah. two seconds and then the Usos and the, you know, the club came in and they were all beating the hell out of each other. It was, uh, I, I, I did not expect those two guys to be able to work like that together. AJ has made everybody look amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he, you know, what, what you say, Kevin Owens is amazing. So, like, I don't know how hard he has to work. I mean, obviously, it's still a big task to make the other guy not look terrible. Like, right. You know, but uh, AJ's made everybody look great. And he just, like, he would have thrown himself in front of a moving tank for, it, for Roman Reigns on Sunday it night. It felt very sort of like attitude era, uh, hardcore era. Like, I'll do anything right now. I don't care about my body. Sure. I don't care. I'll take anything right now. And and to Roman Reigns' credit, man, he was, like, taken as good as he was given, too. I mean, he was... <laughs> We were talking to Bill Simmons before this before the show started recording, and he was like, "Those you can't wrestle chants are just mean spirited." Yeah, they really are. Man. At this point, no one no one is under the impression that Roman Reigns can't wrestle. No, like he's, he's had certainly he's got his limitations. He's not he's not AJ Styles. He's yeah. not whoever you want to say. He's not he's not you know '90s Bret Hart. But uh, but he's 
he's really good at being a wrestler and he's and he's he's put together now a string of what like like are seven out of his last ten pay per view matches exceptional? Or like you know, I, his, I thought his WrestleMania two years ago with Lesnar was one of his best matches. Yeah, I mean, he just went in there and was like, "All right, you want it? You want me to earn this from you guys? I'm gonna earn it. I'm gonna take all these suplexes. I'm gonna get the hell beat out of me, and you're still going to hate me." And yeah. he just keeps. I give him credit, man. He does not stop. He's not getting down. It doesn't seem like he's getting down. He just like is going out there and like, all right, you want me to earn it? I'm gonna earn it. Sure, I'll keep putting from, myself in these spots from that i mean the month before when he had that great match with daniel bryan before yeah. that match and maybe even going back to survivor series but definitely from that daniel bryan match until now i mean i think if you just look at pay-per-views it'd be hard to make the case that he's not a really good wrestler it's, i mean it's like every like his worst matches have been against people who we like people like rollins or ambrose who he has chemistry with and who we like yeah well, i'm know? starting to wonder how many of the boos now are coming from people who are like the cena booers you know like oh. i boo cena but i i love cena right when i hear that music come on I you know I only want to see him like once every six months, but still I love Cena. Yeah. I love Roman Reigns. He's it's like if if we were kids, dude. If we were eight years old and Roman Reigns, are you kidding me? You'd, be, you'd go crazy. You'd go crazy. Yeah. He looks like a, he looks like a superhero. He does. He looks he looks great. He looks. I mean, you know, he's. Uh... He's also got the great like the outfit that like an eight year old can wear to school yeah. just to just to look like Roman Reigns. So that's a good thing too. Dude, think I'll, about think about this alternate universe. No Brock Lesnar ever in the WWE. Let's just say he just stayed UFC, never came to WWE. Right. You got Roman Reigns in there right now, and Paul Heyman is his escort, his manager. Yeah. And Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. And Roman Reigns doesn't have to talk. He'd be one of the biggest superstars that the WWE has ever seen. It would be really interesting to see, like the, it's a, the kind of fantasy book, like where, where the Vince McMahon guy, but the backstage, you yeah. know, the sort of John Cena, Roman Reigns, the, the rumors, or whatever that everybody, that these are the guys that Vince has chosen. If you if you combine that with the on screen Paul Heyman guy, what do the smart fans do? They're yeah. just like, do we just our brains melt? I think Completely. we don't we don't know what just we oozing out of the ears. Oh man! But that that match was like we, from start to finish. It was just it was just really really good. I remember yeah. it came on and it came on a little bit later than I was expecting, and I was like, oh, they're not gonna like it's not gonna be that great. I only have twenty five minutes or something like that, and then like. Nine minutes into the match, I felt like I'd been watching it for half an hour. They had told yeah. such a good story, and I joked that like this is what they used to do in Cena matches when like the the worst period of Cena as champ, and it was like Cena versus Umaga or <laughs> Cena versus Kane, where right. inevitably like five minutes into the match, Cena would be like sitting outside on the floor on his knees, sweating profusely, and Michael Cole would be selling it like the match had been had gone on an hour already. Yeah. But they actually pulled that off on Sunday. Like it, it felt was, it felt real. It felt like that. It, like you said, it felt like it'd been going on for about an hour, and it was maybe five. minutes minutes in yeah it they, and they and the schmozzy stuff at the end didn't feel like too much i mean no. talking with it with the the club and the usos and I by mean, the way I, I i'll be on the record saying i absolutely detest the usos it's, oh sure it is not my thing it has never been my thing it will never be my thing love both those guys super nice guys usos not my thing yeah but I thought they were really good last Thursday. This is the closest to the Sunday. This is the closest to the best, like to the best case scenario Usos, right? Just to yeah. have them, get, like, just get rid of the get rid of the shiny shorts and the and the neon face paint, yeah. and just let them be like badass enforcers for Roman Reigns or for somebody. Yeah, you man, know, it does bloodline stuff. Like, I'd buy that before I buy the club. You know, yeah, I, I'll take that any day. But you got to get rid of the like neon face paint. Yeah, it's got to go. Um, 
Was there anything else that really jumped out at you? We're going to talk about the four-way at the end, but uh, it was like the club beat the Usos to start the show while Baron Corbin beat Dolph Ziggler. This feud may end up being um, may, may end up being one that never ends. I mean, because I don't know who else you put those guys with right now, to be honest. I, yeah. just, keep, uh, I just keep those guys wrestling for a while. Um, Rusev won the the U.S. Championship, setting him up for Cena. Right? This is what everybody's saying. Are, the, are these be. are these rumors that are, I, haven't, I haven't been on the internet as much I as don't I normally read dirt am? Sheets. I'm just going off of what makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, they had that great feud going into WrestleMania 32 or 31, yeah. 31 uh, in Santa Clara. And, uh, you know, you, it makes perfect sense. I mean, Cena comes back. He wants that U.S. title. And we get back into the world where John Cena is the U.S. champ, you know, doing like a, a open open uh, tournament every night. I love the John Cena, the John Cena U.S. US title open. Wait, what is it? The open, open invitational? Yeah. U.S. open invitational. Oh, it's, it's such Something a weird, like yeah. such a weird variation on a tennis tournament that yeah. I can't quite get my head around it. The, um, but yeah, that was the best thing that John Cena has ever done. It was so good. Made and him like hugely likable. It's a little bit weird. It, it feels a little bit off for, for, I mean, obviously John Cena coming back and squashing Kalisto is, is, is not the vibe they're looking for yeah, in his never return. Gonna happen. But it seems a little bit weird to put Rusev in just such a transitional champ position if that's what they're doing. Although I don't think no, I don't think he'll lose the belt. I think he'll beat Cena and then we'll sort of get a feud going there. But I think it's going to be like I'm coming for the belt. Because otherwise, where does Cena go right now? Like, what do you where do you put Cena right now? I don't know. I mean, there they it seems it seems like him like his like workout video commercials that they're doing to use for his return are like the most effective use of John Cena. I mean, the U.S. Open Challenge is great, but the <laughs> but those commercials are intense. Like, have you seen? When was the last time we saw them get this hyped for somebody coming back from a labrum tear or they're whatever happened? Him? I mean, it was crazy. It's almost as if they think they don't have any other superstars there. They're like yeah. dying for him to come back. But like, why would you not? Like 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 you like they know that Rollins coming back is a big surprise and worth saving for the end of a pay per view, right? Right. Like, why is Cena not that? Is it just because the like Cena's around he, so much yeah, that we know maybe, that I mean, he's, he's healthy? Been like in the last, well, he's hosting the ESPYS. He's what today's show for a week. Like, yeah. You know, my mom texts me every time he's on the Today Show. My uh, mom bro- is a huge fan of John Cena on the Today Show. Well, he's he's on the path to being. Uh, to being like the next Michael Strahan, I think he's going to be the guy. That's what who, Dan said last week here in that in that very chair. Is that he's the white Michael, Michael Strahan? <laughs> he's the white. Yeah. He is. He's the white Michael Strahan. Uh, but he is. You know, he's like uh, he's charming. He, I think he's most charming on those kind of things. Yeah, uh, that you never see that John Cena in the ring. No, uh, not that I watch Total Divas. I mean, but I do watch Total Divas. <laughs> but you know, you don't see that John Cena on Total Divas. Like John yeah. Cena on Total Divas seems like a horrible human being. John, yeah, John, <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes you wonder why John Cena agreed to be on Total Divas. And always, you know that the, you know what the answer is, but like it's still like he does not want to be there at all. Not at all. So you know, I don't know, man. We'll see. <sighs> It's one of those weird things. Like, I'm excited to see him come back because I always get a little excited when the music starts. But then I soon, I soon find it's like going back to an old ex. It's like, ah, man, we, we always we used to have it, didn't yeah. we? <laughs> and then it's just like, it's good to see you again. And I'll go away for like oh, another man. six months. What would you do? I mean, you, 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 have a, you have a girlfriend in the business. Mm. What would you do if she was like, I'm on a reality show and by the way, you're in it too? Oh, man. I don't know. That's a tough one. My first question is, how much does it pay? (laughs) My second question is, uh, how long? Yeah. How many episodes are we having to do? But I don't know. I mean, I think Your third question is, can I just stand there looking mad the whole time? (laughs) Yeah. I think because, like, my background, it wouldn't be as weird, like, as if I was, like, a banker or something. Sure. Or, or, you know, an account manager. Uh, But I would not want that life, man. 
Yeah. I would not want cameras around all the time. That would be that would be really tough. Yeah. Um, do you want to say anything? Uh, do you want to make fun of the Dean Ambrose Chris Jericho? Uh, uh, asylum match before we move on? No. All I don't right. want to say anything about I think, it. I think that that's exactly the right play. Although, that, that thumbtack bump sort of redeemed everything. And, like, you know... Yeah, if you've never seen, like, Mick Foley matches ever. Oh, sure. But, just, no, but just the fact... No, like, even when he dumped him out... He was covered. Uh, oh, Jericho yeah. Jericho was like... <laughs> even when Ambrose dumped out that bag, I thought, they're not really going to take the bump. Like, this is 2016. Yeah, you know, he like, took that's, it. I mean, he did take it. Yeah. I can't, I've always wondered, like, what that must feel like, because it clearly can't hurt too bad. There's a little tiny things but it also has to hurt oh yeah you know it would be yeah like, now that you mentioned that like i could imagine i could imagine doing that for the right amount of money because i, I wouldn't thing. i'm wouldn't, not putting i'm not putting a hundred thumbtacks in you one at a time right i'm putting a hundred in you once right and maybe it's only like 20 that go in you right although the like if they're on if they're kind of like on their side if you hit the corner of His, the top his that, arm that, though is like yeah. so bad. It's like that oh, whole yeah. backside. That's of his what I'm tricep. saying. If you hit the the thumbtacks that don't go in you, are the ones that probably hurt the worst because yeah. it's like at the top of the thumbtack just like cuts into you and then doesn't stick. Yeah. Oh man, that's got to be. Dude, brutal. the one thing I will say, but then we can move on because it really was not great. Was I didn't understand why things were like randomly hanging above the ring. It looked so hokey and so cheesy. Just like throw everything in the middle of the ring and like lock them in. Like I agree. Was the, was the flower was the flower pot the only thing left at the end of the match, or was that was I, I? No, it was the only thing left, which I was certain was going to be the thing that like got smashed into Chris Jericho's head. Yeah, like or I it, thought they were you know because Ambrose something. Ambrose had this ridiculous advantage of knowing what was in all the or like we what all the things up, could we do. We built up like Mitch so much <laughs> and like what Mitch meant. Although Ambrose tearing up Chris Jericho's jacket is probably one of my favorite moments of the last like three or four. Oh yeah, years. I have no problem for that. I hate the, that uh, no problem with that. I, I, no, I was really joking. I was joking at the end, half seriously, that he was going to pull the flower pot down and there'd just be a gun in it or something. Right, you something. know, just like he knows what's in this flower pot. <laughs> this has got to be there for a reason. Okay. But no, yeah, it was not, not. great. Not great. Um, the highlight, I mean, the, the main event was great, but uh, let's just spend a few minutes here at the end to pay tribute to the fatal four way match for the IC championship, which, I mean, uh, four way matches are always fun and really difficult to pull off very difficult um well that match got a newark crowd going the only thing that they were excited about besides booing the usos that night was cheering for that match and with good reason that match yeah. was so good what well, was you, what was your take i think you said it with the you know the rising tides thing is that you know when's the last time miz had has worked that good it's been it's been so long it's since been so you've long. seen that miz and he was like the perfect foil in that ring, and he has been. It's been leading up, but for some reason, man, they all the those three guys. I think they're just all in their prime right now. They're all just sort of like hitting at the right time, and 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 he just like bought in, and and I, I, some that that Sami Zayn Cesaro like flip double flip oh like, man neck breaker whatever it was. I've never like if you watch that in slow motion, there is a point where they're both off the ground flipping around each other and they land it perfect it's just like beautiful Sami Zayn man I mean I, I don't understand his whole thing like nice guy that like ska but he's a good wrestler man I love watching that guy yeah man, he's, he's really crazy. fun and he's like yeah I mean it's 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 like we said before it's crazy to see how much WWE has bought into him yeah um but like and he's he's 
I, I don't think he's there. I don't think that he's anywhere near his potential. And that's the crazy yeah. thing watching him. I mean, he come back, he comes back from injury and he's a little bit out of ring shape and what and they just kind of like rush him right back to keep this Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens story going. Yeah. They're it seemed like he that. came back a little too early, but, it, but I, even as, I'm not talking about just like ring shape. I'm just like, he's, he could be like, like you were talking about Rocky Maivia earlier. Like I can imagine in 10 years, you know, us watching a DVD of these early Sami Zayn matches and being like, wow, that dude's totally different and not nearly as good. Right. You know, even though, even as crazy as we are about him right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. He and Owens, man. I mean, I think that's, you're going to see that match for a while to come because there's, there's just so much story. That promo they cut before what payback was like such a good promo, like that video package they made of the yeah. two of them. Uh, but I mean, even, you know, Cesaro, who I've never really been a huge, I'm not, I definitely don't sit in the Cesaro section, but like, he's good, man. He's like those guys working together right now well, for I, some reason. It was I just... love Cesaro. We have, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm obligated to love any bald man, uh, <laughs> especially professional wrestling, but the, uh, but no, I mean, I think he's absolutely like, he's, he's so much fun to watch in the ring. I joked on Sunday that the, my only complaint after that match was that Miz wasn't fight, wasn't competing for the world championship because he was so inc- like you could just like you said you, he just stepped up his game so much to so be a much. part of that yeah. and him with Maurice like when they were celebrating at the end I was just like oh yeah like it, you know you see it, the good thing about WWE over the past couple of months is we like we there keep being these moments where we see people. And you have that aha moment over and over again. You're like, now I like, yes, of course he can be a headliner. Yeah. Just like look at him right at this moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I was watching that match and we, and I emailed you before the show, the four way, the history of four ways in WWE is like a little bit hit and miss. I, like I said, they're hard to pull off. Um, uh, a guy I follow on Twitter, Ultimo Dank, is an excellent follow. You guys should all check him out. And immediately, we started talking about his favorite, uh, his favorite four way of all time, which is also a favorite of mine that I hadn't seen in a couple years. But the uh, uh, the In Your House thirteen, it was called was it Four Corners In Your House for <laughs> the Bloody Vader match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that the the main event of this match, which is yeah, Van Vader versus Undertaker versus Austin versus Bret Hart. This is sort of sets the stage for the Austin Bret double turn at WrestleMania, or that's when you know this is shortly before that. Um, and uh, this is and this is for the championship. It yeah. was supposed to be what Sid had won the Royal Rumble. The backstory is so con- convoluted. Yeah, Sid was Sid like, won Sid's the Rumble backstage to see who wins the and match. And then Shawn was the Shawn Michaels was the champ, but he lost vacated. his smile and it was vacated. <laughs> so this is so so yeah. But this match was for the championship at an in your house. And he literally w- said that, by the way. I've yeah. lost my smile. Yeah. And I know everybody thinks I'm supposed to be tough out here, but like I've, I'm going to go home and find my smile again. Yeah. So this is the, they bring Brett and, and, and Austin's like kind of feud into the main event. And then also, but the real life feud is this is when Brett's saying, when Brett thinks that Sean is not actually hurt and is just ditching out so that he won't have to drop the title to Brett. <laughs> right. There's so much, there's so much stuff going on here. This would be like, if this happened in 2016, the wrestling, like wrestling Twitter would explode. Oh my God, it'd be amazing. Um, but that match was, um, what I think of four ways, and there's so many good, there were so many four ways in WWE history. There's that, and then the the other one that I always think about is the WrestleMania 2000 one. That's one of my favorites. Where they, where there's the a McMahon McMahons. in every corner. The, the only thing that that one missed was that all the McMahons got a rock bottom except for Linda. And I'll be honest with you. like <laughs> If you're going to do Stephanie, you might as well do Linda do it, it, as well. It, end, it ends with the Stephanie rock bottom, right? It ends right? with the Stephanie rock bottom and the people's elbow uh, across Stephanie McMahon's it's chest. Amazing, it's amazing how 
that like a mere 16 years ago beating like the rock beating up a woman was that was a way to get yourself over as a baby it, it would still work it's brutal <laughs> yeah. i mean he i mean he does not leave anything off of it when you watch that oh yeah he puts her that that i was watching that and thinking to myself like it's so crazy you're right 16 years ago 2000 and you have vince shane and stephanie there and they're you know you see now with shane and stephanie sort of running the show and like how how great is Shane McMahon? Like yeah. sixteen years later, and he beats the hell out of Vince in that match. He hits Vince in the head, two chair shots, busts Vince's head open. Yeah. They're like fist fighting. Like that was I. I look, I'm always going to be a guy who who sort of gravitates towards the Attitude Era. I was raised sure. on like early Hogan. I'm 40 years old. Like I had Coco Beware and Hogan and Macho Man and George the Animal Steel. Like sure. that was my originals. <laughs> uh, a lot of NWA, a lot of the territory wrestling when I grew up. But my bread and butter will always be Attitude Era. Will always be like you know yeah. 96 to like 2002 was like the sweet spot for me. So to go back and watch the McMahons. Like there was a time where that was like must see television, man. That you'd never seen like a father son beat the hell out of each other with chairs. Oh, man, there's nothing. There's never going to be anything more real than a staged fight between a father and a son with chairs because you know that they really like kind of like Shane probably has wanted to hit his dad with a chair for about twenty years at yeah. that point. Yeah. Uh, in real life, and just doing you know when your dad's just like, all right, let me have it. Well, you're yeah. like, okay, I'll lay it in. <laughs> he lays it on him too. It's not uh, like holding back. Yeah, that's that match. That match was really fun, but. The, but the in your house match was was like it reminded me a lot of the match we saw on Sunday because it was just from the moment the bell rung, people were hitting each other really hard, yeah. and everybody seemed to know. I mean, those two matches could not have been choreographed any better. The the, the WrestleMania 2000 match was very good and it felt big and whatever, but like it was very. It was sort of more of a traditional four way four man match. Yeah, it was, it was like here's your one spot. Yeah, now we're gonna move to another spot. And they, and they wrote and Big Show was out of that match like three minutes in. Like, Spoiler quick. alert! Like yeah. it, that was so it was basically a it was basically a three man a three way match. That in your house match was first of all I, yeah blood, Van Vader was first minute right he gets like kicked in the uh, a taker kicks that chair right into his eye and, that's and it. yeah and I couldn't tell I, I I didn't watch the replay really hard last night I couldn't tell if that was actually that's how it got cut or if that was a planned it blood me, like, no, it looked spot. to me like it just hit him like right on that butterfly where the boxers always get and it yeah. just flayed him open I mean there's that one close up they do where like the skin is hanging down into his eye it's crazy you just believe I mean we're talking about a guy who actually though like put his own eye back in during a match like. Yeah, it did, this looked worse than that. That eye match gets a lot of hype, but like this, this, this looked grosser during the span of watching the show. Bloody. He actually took off, takes off the Vader mask at one point because he's like, this just is irritating I me. I think he couldn't see. I mean, I honestly, think the guy couldn't see yeah. for half the match. It was crazy, and some of the spots that he did, given that he couldn't see. Yeah. I mean, he gets he gets uh, eliminated from the match. Just like I mean, everybody has to go over the top rope. This is a very special set of rules for like this a match. Weird, yeah, there was a weird four way. You could like, go rules. out of the ring and fight on the floor. Do you could do whatever you wanted. No pinfalls outside. Though. And you could use and chairs. He, you could use whatever you wanted. Yeah. But then you had to get thrown over the top over rope. The top to be eliminated. It seems like it'd be pretty easy to avoid getting eliminated. You could just walk away from the ring. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, but there, but the match itself was just really, really great. They had to have Undertaker sort of hitting his prime. Yeah. Have Brett Brett and I mean that was he'd only been champion one time once before that right the, uh, uh, with a, a taker yeah, yeah that that could very well be true I think that sounds I think right it was, I think it was he was only like I think he'd lost the belt once and uh, sh- 
Austin was not yet the Stone Cold Steve Austin that we all know and love fully. I mean, he wasn't a main. He was. He wasn't quite on the, in the main event, although that's a main event match. Yeah, because what that was King of the Ring was that year, right? Yeah, '97, I think. And um, and and the Bret Hart double turn was the was what happened at WrestleMania. So yeah. like that was the moment that Stone Cold sort of you know fully figured we they fu- he fully fully figured it out. But physically, this in your house. I mean, this this is the Stone Cold moment. Yeah, where he is. Figuring out the character, he's almost there on the character, he and still a hundred percent physically. Yeah, he looks so good. He's like so cut up, still had abs. Like he, yeah, he yeah, looks was, was great. wearing was wearing somewhat re- like like something close to regular knee pads yeah. instead of like no full on like knee braces. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, it was really he gives, great. Uh, he gives Taker a stunner in that match, which looks so awful because Taker just doesn't. I don't know if he didn't know it's coming. Yeah. Or, but he takes it to the side and like twists around, and it's one of those moments where you're like, "Ooh, still figuring that move out." Yeah, and you know? Brett was, uh, I mean, Brett was wrestling at a really high level for probably like 15 years or more. Yeah. But when Brett is unhappy with his spot in WWF, I think he's at his best. You can see it, right? Yeah, he's working he's really just, snug. <laughs> oh, so pissed and like. You can just feel like the anger coming off of Bret Hart in that match. Like, yeah, there's so much bubbling under the surface. There's never been. I mean, and this is all the credit in the world to Bret and to Stu Hart and like to, just learning how to be a real professional wrestler. There's never been a guy who of that size who didn't never didn't have to wrestle as a small guy. Never looked out of place in the ring against the Undertaker, against Psycho Sid, against yeah, no. Goldberg, against you always whoever. Felt that guy had a shot. Yeah, he just you don't even think of him as a small guy when they're when they're doing the pre match promos. You know he looks smaller, but when yeah. they get in there in the ring, it's just like he's just he's a wrestler and he's yeah. very very good at it. Yeah, but I is. encourage all of you guys who are listening to go back and watch this match. It was it was really crazy. And the one thing I'll just close on is, and if you watch that in your house match and WrestleMania 2000, we're at the moment of peak. King and JR. Like you like we all rhapsodize about how great they were, but go watch that in your house main event. The two thousand was actually a little bit past the prime. Yeah. If you watch the that in your house main event, like those their King is a little bit more cartoony than you know than some people might like, but he's just he's got he the got exact worse, right he got, he got worse cartoony, yeah. oh, yeah. I feel like. So you're right. It's like peak King. And and, and JR, JR just makes it feel so legitimate. Yeah. Even when they miss calls it makes it feel more real because it's just like they're distracted by some other violence going on yeah um though but like if yeah i mean if 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 they're if you're so young that you just don't even know why why jim ross is the greatest of all time like go back and watch this match he was that that just to be able to make sense out of that much mayhem without presumably without you know somebody in your ear telling you what you need to be saying all the time well and you know what happens in these four ways today is like well you'll have the the action that's happening in the ring and then two guys get sort of incapacitated and they're like laying next to the ring while you watch these other two guys wrestle that in your house match they start off and it's i think it's like uh austin and brett go at each other first and taker and vader go at each other first and then there's a moment where it's almost like somebody just rings a bell and they all just seamlessly shift oh yeah it's like a square dance yeah so there's like no moment where like somebody's just laying down while we're watching the other two guys very very little downtime and and the match to bring it back full circle to the ic title on sunday ic title match on sunday there was i mean there was certainly a lot of that and the thing that sticks in your memory is the sort of never-ending end sequence of guys jumping out of you know lying on the floor and jumping up just in time to break up a pin yeah although that's a i mean 
we've seen it before, but that's tried and true. I mean, there's that will never not get never, get you going. Yeah. And they managed to do like everybody got like two turns breaking up a pin <laughs> on Sunday as opposed to just the normal one turn. Everyone got their finishers in, which it was, was nice. the full yeah. It was a full like and I mean this not in a dismissive way. It was the most indie wrestling major match I've seen in WWE in forever I mean, ever maybe, because all of those things like the sequence of finishers, the the endless breaking up pins, like the so so many false finishes, it really felt like a ring of honor number one contenders match or something like that in the best possible way yeah i thought it was the, i mean you know that that the the main event was was superb but i i still think probably that 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 ic four-way was probably the best match of the night it was it was so good i mean listen there's not it's it's hard to compare those two matches and it's yeah they're two different things it's sort but... of insane that we got them both on the same show at extreme rules in the first you know, it, quarter it made of the, the rest of the pay-per-view completely forgettable, I'll be honest. Well, I mean, at some point, we haven't what... talked about, you know, the uh, tag matches. We haven't talked about the women's championship match, which was very good. Uh, uh, and we got to, you know, the debut of Dana Brooke yeah. as Charlotte's hench lady was great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing, there's no reason to talk about anything except those two matches. Yeah. I think that AJ and, and, and Roman had... Uh, Kind of, a, well, in in a certain way, a higher level of difficulty, higher degree of difficulty, for sure, because they were holding down the main event spot because they because because the you can't wrestle chants were looming and they knew it going in. Um, there was a you know a B plus version of that match could have seemed like a pile of steaming shit. Yeah, if it you know I mean and, and the main, they had to hit a they high had risk. To get it was a high risk. It's a high risk spot because yeah. it either goes really good or it goes really bad. Yeah, that's totally true. But that, but the four-way match was like they made it a high degree of difficulty by what they chose to do in the match, and they pulled everything off. I mean, it was absolute from the from the you know Haluva kick to start all the way to the end. Keeping the title on Miz was exactly the right decision. If and and the only the only complaint is those four-way matches make it in general make it really hard to have a surprise finish that feels that feels like you've earned it sort of so in in that sense like keeping the title on Miz after a great match was the exact right way to go but there wasn't a surprising ending there wasn't and we didn't get the added bonus of the Seth Rollins the giant you know giant biceps run-in at the very end (laughs) which is I swear to God that's my only takeaway with the the new outfit too new logo the lack of hair bleach yeah Um, I'm actually a big fan that the the blonde is gone he's got two little tips you can kind of see the two little tips oh really yeah by the way last night Raw like, do we really need to wet the hair down when you're in a suit? That I, that jacket was soaked. His suit jacket was soaked yeah. from hair water. I think that they hair water. The uh, <laughs> the I thought I, I did notice that on Monday before he did the full heel turn. I was like, when he came out in the suit, I was like, okay, we're going heel now because yeah. Seth Rollins. When Seth Rollins looks like he's ready to wrestle, people just get excited, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was Sunday was great. Monday was, I mean, this is this is a, this is a good time of the year. I think for, so man. for WWE. I think um, it's a good time for WWE. The last you know last year was okay. The year before that was you know better, but. I think that they had to go through that transitional period, and I think they're in a new phase now. And I don't want to say new era, but they're in a new phase. <laughs> Nobody, we don't I'm want not, anyone to say I'm new era paid. ever again. Yeah, I'm not paid by the WWE, so I'm not going to say new era. But it does feel like this is we got a lot of guys who are sort of ready to go, and a lot of guys who are you know just hitting their prime. It's going to be, I think WWE will look a lot different in a year and a half. I hope so. You know, I mean, the only like we, I hope that some of these injuries have really given people the chance to to come up, and yeah. and WWE has certainly benefited from it. Now, if they, you know, since since CM Punk 
became a main eventer i mean so like as long as i have been writing and podcasting about professional wrestling wwe has been in desperate need of two two or three people they can put next to john cena on media you know on promo posters and saying like look at these major stars that we have yeah finally we might be getting there i mean it's taken this long we had daniel bryan yeah you know and but daniel bryan and punk never were quite there at the same time and then and then punk left yeah um it's crazy to think that it could be people like Kevin Owens that are, you know, kind of ascending to that level. But certainly Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Um, do you think so? Roman Reigns, this is changing the subject, but we got to get out of here. But do you think Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins like coordinate who gets to have a beard and who gets to have a goatee? <laughs> so I actually saw this morning. Uh, uh, I think it was like what culture or somebody posted a picture of the promo for it's it's Rollins and Reigns for uh, Money in the Bank and then they were like oh our bad we messed up the the picture and they face swapped the two of them for the next picture <laughs> so you just got like Rollins like smushed a little face on Roman's head I mean it was actually kind of brilliant because they do like especially now with the blonde gone it's just like two dudes with beards dark hair big yeah. muscles black suits um. Yeah, well, you know, they they uh, they at least we didn't get them presented as like fake brothers when they debuted. Oh. So at least you know they're two guys that rolled friends. A lot of a lot of friends, a lot of guys that spend a lot of time together end up with the same look. You know, they they kind of get the same aesthetic. We all know who that is. So um, anyway, thank you so much for coming by, man. man Do you have thanks. any closing thoughts before you get out of here? No, brother, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. What and, is uh, the what what is it? What match is it? What match are you going to go home and watch next? Do you have anything uh, in the queue? I, I, well, I kind of get like. I've been going back and like, because I had a dark period where I stopped watching wrestling. I can admit that to you. Yeah, no, uh, that's fine. I think it, we've all had that. We've all had a period. It was like 02 to 012, uh-huh. or to 12. So about 10 years. Oh, wow. That's, so, a, that's a serious dark dude, period. I missed like, I missed CM Punk. I missed really like a lot of John Cena stuff. Uh, so my thing now has been going back and catching up with all the pay-per-views so i sort of started it like 2002 and if i'm bored i don't have anything to do i'll just like fire it up and i'm kind of trying to go in chronological order so that i kind of i have that that gap filled in uh but uh yeah feel free to suggest to me anything on twitter at steve kazee that you think i might want to watch yeah oh yeah we got to get the plug in there is there anything else you want to talk about before no i'm unemployed at the moment so i got nothing else Uh, yeah, well, you, if you have any more questions about that, you can Google his name and find out all that you want to know about his unemployment. <laughs> the, uh, so it's C-S-T-E-V-E-K-A-Z-E-E. That's right, yeah. Um, Royal Rumble 2008. I don't know if you've gotten there yet, but this no. is what, I've talked about it before. One of my favorite all-time um, John Cena moments it's if if you're I just I said earlier if you're too young to remember Jr. in his prime if you're too young to remember John Cena actually being over and not getting the Cena sucks chance John Cena I mean makes a big return in that Royal Rumble from injury and is the and it, it, it's at MSG it's the biggest pop I think the biggest pop in Royal Rumble history really? and that 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 Royal Rumble is built on big pops like yeah. that's the whole thing it's crazy I, watch. I mean it's just absolutely absolutely nuts and that's and also just the arena for that show is uh is I mean, it just makes it feel it's it's the last like intimate major event, you right. know, MSG is not a big, not a big arena no, or, you know, well, not compared to some of the ones that they have. And it just feels like they're doing the entrances through the side and it just feels so it feels more like an ECW show than a, than a pay-per-view that we're used to. So. Yeah. Uh, really, really Texas cool. Stadium was, uh, was or WrestleMania this year. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. <clears throat> it's, it's enormous. It's enormous. 
Uh, I mean, I, you can watch those old, uh, if you can track them, I'm sure they're on YouTube or some on the network, but the old, when world-class wrestling, world-class championship wrestling used to do like the Cotton Bowl or something for their oh, yeah. big shows, yeah. that seemed like the most the most people ever together in one place. And that's like so small compared to what we what they did at WrestleMania this yeah, it year. it was crazy. It was really nuts. Well, anyway, man, thanks for coming out. Thanks for having uh, me, man. Uh, Steve Kazee, at Steve Kazee on Twitter. You know me, I'm, I'm at David Shoemaker. And... Uh, yeah, come back next Tuesday. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this every week. Maybe have a name by next Tuesday. Uh, we'll definitely. We're definitely gonna try to have a name by right, next good. Tuesday. But in the meantime, <laughs> I forgot to say this last week. But uh, but have a good week, humanoids. <laughs>